You're listening to the Coach T Podcast, hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Thomas. I'm here with Grand Ledge legend and former head coach, Mr. Steve Delaney. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Isaiah. Uh, thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. Well, glad to have you on. A uh, little background on me and Steve. Uh, actually, I've known Steve since I was 12 years old. My second year of wrestling freestyle, Steve had refereed one of my matches, which I still have on the old VHS. So one of these days, I'll make a <laughs> digital copy and, and show you at your at your physical peak and all your hair and everything else. <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love to see that. But that'd be a wonder to see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then Steve actually had the opportunity to coach at my alma mater. Uh, Mark Jinx, who was my high school coach, who was also a Grand Ledge alum, um, had convinced Steve I'm a, while you were teaching. I probably shouldn't give all this away because you're probably going to tell this in the podcast. But essentially, I coached with Steve for at my alma mater for a year. But I'll let Steve tell that tale. So first, Steve, <laughs> tell us how you got involved in the sport. Well, um, you know, uh, my dad actually worked at GM, and uh, he worked with a couple of guys that were uh, Eastern uh, alumni, you know, back in their in their heyday when Eastern was the powerhouse in wrestling. And um, I just remember one day, I think I was seven, seven or eight years old, can't remember the exact age, um, he came home from work one day and said, hey, they had given him a flyer for Sunshine Wrestling Club, and... Uh, he said, do you want to do wrestling? And, you know, at the time, I didn't know anything about it. And being a, a young kid, you know, you, you want to make your dad happy and do what your dad says. So I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do wrestling. And my, my dad did actually wrestle um, a couple of years in, at Waverly High School with uh, a very legendary Ron and Don Glass. Who, yes. Uh, wrestled at uh, uh iowa state and i believe ron was a national runner-up so mm-hmm. he did know he did know a little bit about the sport and he got me involved in the sunshine wrestling club which was out of eastern um and uh tom kostruski was the uh the coach there at the time and uh that's how it all began and then shortly after that i think the next year i i joined with capital city wrestling club and um sunshine now the thing about that back we're talking early 80s mid 80s um you know schools in my area did not have youth wrestling the only places that had youth wrestling in the area back in the in the early to mid 80s were uh was lansing was the sunshine wrestling club which was kind of um who kevin jackson wrestled for but it was kind of um on its back end um there was there was i remember when i joined there was only six or seven of us that wrestled there mm-hmm. um but they used to be a powerhouse, but Capital City was emerging as the best, one of the best youth programs in the state at that time. And uh, so I joined with Capital City, but there was no youth program in Grand Ledge or um, Charlotte may have had one. But um, in the in my I lived in Potterville at the time, <clears throat> but in the area, there was nobody. The only, the only places you could go for youth wrestling at that time was um, it, it close to us was um, Capital City and, and Sunshine. So that's. That's kind of how it all got started. It's interesting you mentioned um, Capital City was mentioned. Uh, I interviewed the the head coach of Lansing Sexton right now, Rashad Howard, and, and kind of talked about we we talked briefly about CCWC and kind of how the l- legacy that it's left in the Lansing area with some of the hammers that it produced. We talked about the McFadden twins and um, Jacob Wyatt, Pat Wright, 
um, Corey in the Naps. I mean, you could just the list goes on and on. The Johnson twins. So um, a lot of great kids uh, came out of that program. Oh, and there was some there was some hammers uh, when I was the the, the Alberts. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, myself, Chris Tyler. Um, there was a lot of people that back then that um, we were. Oh, uh, Jason Baker. Uh, he yeah. Was a, Lansing from, Everett. He, he was a, he was a hammer. Um, I mean, there was just so many guys that came out of that club. Um, yeah, it was. And then Rashad. Rashad was one of them too. He he was there uh, when mm-hmm. I was there. So. Uh, we wrestled at Capital City together, so yeah, it was it was the it was the premier club, and it, we we went to we you went to a, a freestyle tournament back in the day. You had a Capital City wrestling shirt on. They they knew you meant business. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you go through your youth, and and you end up uh, going to Grand Ledge High School, being coached by uh, Hall of Famer Tom Muir, who mm-hmm. uh, I consider one of my mentors. Uh, I believe R- Rashad in his podcast mentioned how. The three wise men of, of, of wrestling uh, in the Lansing area, you have the late, great Rocky Schaff of Holt, mm-hmm. uh, Lansing Sexton, and Lansing Everett alum, Ron Becker, yep, and then Tom Muir of Grand Ledge, who's actually a Bay County guy, uh, which yes. I did not know that. Um, yes, he is. Yes, he is. He... <laughs> um, so, so tell me what it was like being coached by by – Tom, who has a very interesting story in his own right, hopefully I can oh, give him a one of these days. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's got he's got so many stories. Um, I you know before I do that, I do want to say I do have to give a little bit of props to my to my old man, my dad, because once because he was the one that did initiate getting me to um, Capital City, and then after that, um, as I progressed in the sport of wrestling, he really um, stepped it up for me and. You know, I mean, took started started traveling the U.S. and that was uh, a lot of it was because of because of my father. I mean, we went to the Ohio State Fair, Schenectady, New York, uh, Amarillo, Texas, uh, multiple places in India. I mean, he just started. You know, when I was 11, 12, 13 years old, he just started taking me over, and that's really what elevated me to, you know, get to Tom, and then Tom just obviously uh, took me to the tech next level. Tom here was the um, I mean, one of the greatest things that could ever happen to me in the sport of wrestling. Um, and still to this day, not even just the sport of wrestling, but in, in the scheme of life. I mean, the, the man was, um, I learned more about life and how to be uh, a good, productive member of society, a good human being from, from Tom Muir um, than I, you know, more than, than I did about wrestling. Um, and, and, and I learned a ton about wrestling, if that tells you anything that, <laughs> you know, that I learned about life from this man. Um, mm-hmm. He was amazing. I mean, he was amazing. He was, a, you know, obviously a Big Ten champ, uh, mm-hmm. NCAA All-American, you know, um, Olympic alternate, you know, and having somebody like that as a coach, um, you know, was was phenomenal. And then and then the, the things that he taught me about life. I mean, he cared more about us being productive human beings and and good human beings than he did about any accomplishments that we could do on the mat. I mean, that was that was all just bonus to him. And that's and that really gave me my philosophy as a coach moving forward too. But um, yeah, wrestling for Tom was second to none. I mean, I, I couldn't have asked for a better situation. Um, and really, the whole reason why I went to Grand Ledge was because we lived in Potterville. My mom still lives in Potterville, and we actually ended up school of choice in to Grand Ledge um, my sixth grade year. 
because, you know, I was starting to progress in wrestling and my parents wanted me to, they, they knew about Tom and they wanted me to, they wanted me to, you know, not just wrestle for him, but go to, go to school there and, and, and have that opportunity for, with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so in your high school career, uh, you progressed. So I want to say that you placed as a sophomore at the state tournament mm-hmm. and then your junior year, what was the, the run, the, the journey to the state title? What was yeah. that like? Uh, it was exciting. It was, you know, it was pretty cool because um, it, going into the state tournament as a junior, if I would have, uh, if I would have won the state title, um, I would have had 101 victories as a sophomore or as a, as a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my mom made a bunch of pins that I, all the Grand Ledge <laughs> friends were that said 101 or bust. <laughs> and so everybody, everybody in the stands was wearing, you know, the one one or bus, you know, yeah. and, and it was great. Uh, my, my first round, my first two round matches went really well. Um, I wrestled a kid from Temperance Bedford my first round and uh, had a tech fall. And then uh, Royal Oak Kimball second round and I added a first, first period pin. And then my semifinal match, that was, that was a tough match. That was uh, a guy that I, Remember to this day, uh, Joe Schneider from Romeo, mm-hmm. uh, we had a heck of a match. Um, he ended up placing third, and uh, um, I, I believe I won that match 11-7, but it was a, it was a, a tough match. Uh, and he, he actually went on. He was a senior that year. I was a sophomore. He actually went on to wrestle for Central Michigan and did pretty well there. Um, and then uh, my finals match was uh, against another hometown rival, who I had seen uh, twice that year, Adam Robeson from Okemos, mm-hmm. um, who was an eventual state champ the following year. Um, I wrestled him in the district finals, and I had won that match 5-2. to two. We wrestled in the regional finals, and um, I had gotten injured, so I had had to injury forfeit in that match. So it was one of my losses as an injury forfeit, and then we wrestled in the state finals, and I was lucky enough to win 9-6. to six. So... Yeah. And and he was the the Robinson brothers uh, from Okemos, um, and Adam. I, I got to meet him. Um, uh, I want to say my junior year because he he would go to Larry Powell, who gets mentioned yep. a lot on my podcast. Uh, but uh, it, him and his brother would go to uh, Larry Powell. And actually, Nate, when I was a freshman, Nate, his brother was a senior, and he beat the living tar out of me every single time we wrestled. In fact, I remember uh, he. It was at the district quarterfinals. I'm trying not to get pinned, and he already had the tech fall, and he pinned me anyway. That that mean jerk of a guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> but well, they're they're great, great people. Oh, amazing, amazing. The Robinson family was an amazing family. I mean, right. they were wonderful human beings, and uh, you know, if, if uh, you know, it was it was you know, he was a friend, you know, and it was tough to 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 do that. But when you're on the mat, you know, there there really are no friends and. Right. It was it was for a state championship. So, um, but yeah, that was uh, that was kind of my run that that year. Um, uh, I went. Uh, it was good. It was it was a, it was a fun ride for sure. And then I was like you, like you said earlier, I was uh, sixth place as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. So, and then your senior year, you have your season before postseason cut short because of injury. Yep. Um, and going through the process. So you win your state title, senior year cut short. What made you decide, like, decide to go try wrestling in college? 
Well, I was getting recruited by a few places, um, and I did go, you know, my senior year I was undefeated up until uh, that injury right before the district tournament, which uh, doctors wouldn't wouldn't allow me to participate in the districts, which was uh, kind of soul-crushing. Um, I did end up that year, uh, I had I beat the Division One and Division Two and Division Three state champs that year. So I was, I was still, I was still, um, they did, they did, a. um, we had the Michigan wrestling news back then. It was a paper actually, <laughs> Mark, actually Mark, Mark Jinks, your old coach was the one that, that was the one that ran that paper. And uh, they did, they did, they did a dream team every year, kind of like, uh, Michigan grappler used to do, or maybe still does. Yeah. Um, and I, even though I didn't even wrestle in the districts, I was still the dream team member at 140 pounds because I had beaten those other guys. But, um, mm-hmm. So it was tough. That was that was a tough pill to handle. But I knew that I wasn't done, and I was getting recruited by um, there was five schools that I was looking at. Um, obviously, Michigan, Michigan State, Central, and then um, Lock Haven and Ohio University. Those were kind of the five schools that um, I was interested in. And I I was uh, Dave Dean, who was like another second dad to me, uh, was coaching at Michigan State at the time. And I love Dave. I'd gone to a couple of his camps. I've knew mm-hmm. Dave since I was probably 12 years old. Um, just an f- amazing, phenomenal human being, um, you know. And I'm sure, I'm sure he would take time to have you interview him someday too. But he's just a phenomenal. And I, I was in, I was in love. With it. And not to say Michigan State was the best fit for me per se. I mean, school wise, it was. But I was just, uh, you know, Dave was like a second dad to me, and I, I wanted to go wrestle for him. And so that's uh, that's why I chose uh, to go to start my career, my college career, I guess, at uh, Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dave Dean, yeah, the, I can't say nothing but good things about him. He single-handedly is – like I've talked about multiple people on this podcast, but like if I was put a Mount Rushmore of like generally really good people, he would be one of the tops on that list. Like just the oh, things that he has done for his athletes, past and present, and just the just his demeanor, and you know, I would have loved to have been coached by by Dave Dean. Just the the confidence he gives gives his athletes, and when he was coaching at Michigan State at the time, um, Michigan State was you know top five, top four in the Big Ten. Yeah, and we were producing good. multiple All Americans every year. So, yep, yep. It's uh, Dave is is definitely an amazing human being, and uh, any chance I get to talk to him or see him again. Uh, I always take that opportunity because uh, he was a big influence in my life. Mm-hmm. So how long did you stay at Michigan State? So I was at Michigan State for three years. Um, I had, uh, again, another injury in my redshirt sophomore year. I actually uh, fractured C6 on my in my vertebrae, um, and it was a, a bone chip that happened in front. And I uh, it wasn't anything that was um, – you know, detrimental to, you know, I, it wasn't v- extremely painful. Actually, I remember, um, you know, they had to cart me off and cause I did, I did pass out. And when I, it was, it was when I was wrestling in practice and, um, you know, they took me to the hospital and got x-rays and stuff. And then, um, I got out of the hospital and I felt great. I felt fine. So I'm going to, you know, a couple of days later, I'm, I'm heading to practice. I'm ready to go, you know? And they stopped, the trainer stopped me before practice said, no, we need to, you know, they put a neck brace on me and they said, you actually have a floating chip um, by C6. 
So you've got to be stabilized for a certain amount of time. And, um, and that was kind of, you know, and, and so that, that put me out for a couple of months and that was right, right when season was starting. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, um, you know, um, was kind of the end of my, you know, end of my run there at Michigan state. So I did end up transferring to, um, all of that so I could get a teaching cert and mm-hmm. uh, my, my stepbrother Dustin Chahaki wrestled there. Mm-hmm. And so I wrestled uh, and started at Olivet College for uh, two years after that and kind of finished my wrestling career at Olivet College, which was a, mm-hmm. which was a great experience. I got to wrestle for the, my junior year, the legendary Jerry T. Klein. <laughs> and that was an awesome, awesome experience. Um, and we had a really good, we had some really good teams, which was so much fun. I mean, mm-hmm. every Division three tournament that we went into, uh, we just walked away with it, and it was that was a lot of fun to be a part of a really really good team, because uh, you know high school, um, my team wasn't uh, we, we you know we didn't have a very good team, but individually I did well. Michigan State we were we were tough we were tough then, but I wasn't a big part of that you know because of uh, I was always you know not I was not a, never a starter when I was at Michigan State, um, and then but when I was out of that and started there for a couple of years, um, it was a lot of fun you know, going into tournaments and, and walking away with the trophy everywhere we went, you know, no matter if it was in Pennsylvania, Ohio, it was, it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Coach Klein would be another one I put on that Mount Rushmore. I've only met him a handful of times, but he uh, definitely a, a hall of famer in my book and, and really knows how to treat his athletes. And many people that have wrestled for coach Klein have nothing but positive things to say about him. Well, and that's the thing. I've been so blessed in my wrestling career, not only to have a dad that started me and then was all in and helped me, you know, go to different places. But then I have Tom Muir as a high school coach, Dave Dean as a college coach, Jerry Klein as a college coach. You know, I've been really, really lucky when it comes to the people that have, you know, I've been surrounded by in the sport of wrestling. So I'm definitely been blessed. That's for sure. (laughs) So you get your teacher certification and, how do you how do you end up at Lansing Everett? Well, what happened was um, <laughs> I got placed at Otto Middle School for my student teaching, mm-hmm. and I lived in Lansing with a friend at the time, and I um, ran into you know the young young person you know twenty three twenty I think it was twenty three you know I happened to stop at a. a, a, a dinner bar. I don't know. I can't remember. I think it was Reno's or something like that. And I happened to run into, um, Ron Becker. You know, it was an Irish pub. Okay. There we go. (laughs) And, uh, I ran into Ron Becker and, um, Mark Jinks and they happened to be there. Um, and I was like, Hey guys, I'm Lansing and I'm going to be doing my student teaching. And Ron was like, you're going to come help out at Sexton. And Mark was like, no, 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 no. He goes, I, I'm on my way out. Delaney, he's coming to Everett. I'm taking him. And that's kind of, that's kind of how it all got started. So then I was doing my student teaching at Otto, but I, um, for the first year there, I assisted under uh, Mark. And then after that first year being an assistant under Mark, I uh, was the head coach for the next two years at Everett. Mm-hmm. That's small, small world. How how these connections are made at these at these local watering holes. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yes it is, yes it is. Um, so my, it, it was kind of it was cool because so I was just finishing at MCC, and I yep. just moved back to Lansing, and I was so thankful that you gave me an opportunity to to give back to to my alma mater, 
And it was it was a fun year, like coaching with you and Kerry Keaton and Tyler Hubert, who was another state champ for uh, Grand Ledge. And many of those those seniors were on the team when I was a senior, when they were freshmen. Right. And uh, it, it was a fun. It, it just seemed like we, we were all together that year. We had fun in practice. We worked hard. But the kids had a goal, and they wanted to accomplish the goal. And our numbers are very good. We had we had a lot of kids on the team. So I, uh, I thank you for letting me be a part of that. Well, I, hey, I thank you for for coming and and, and being a part of it. I mean, you know, it's uh, one thing that I always learned is, um, you know, you're only as good as the people that you surround yourself with. You know, when it comes to things like that. And um, I had I was very lucky to have some really good people that were around. Um, me that beginning years and ever and you know we did good things i mean they they hadn't won a dual meet i think in five years mm-hmm. and uh i think we finished either my first or second year at everett we finished uh fourth in the conference so we yep. were and there was and that's, and that's when there was eight teams in the conference so uh, we had we had started crawling our way up and uh the kids were doing well and you know I, I enjoyed it, you know, and, and if it hadn't have been for something opening up at Grand Ledge, I, I, there's a possibility I still could be there, but, um, you know, obviously Grand Ledge was where I went to school and I wanted to take over for my coach. So I got that opportunity and I, and I took it, but, um, definitely those years at Everett were very memorable. And uh, like you said, a lot of good thing, a lot of good things happened and a lot of, um, um, changes were made and kids were really starting to believe in, not only, you know, what we were doing, but believe in themselves. And we started to see some good things. I think we had, uh, I think I had four regional qualifiers one year, a couple, mm-hmm. uh, one state qualifier. Yeah. Um, Boogie uh, McRae. Yep. Brian, <laughs> Brian McRae. Yep. And uh, so that, that was a lot of, that was a lot of fun. That was a great start to my career for sure. Mm-hmm. So you get the opportunity to, to come back and assist with, with your high, former high school coach and Tom Muir. Um, before mm-hmm. taking the, the, the reins over there, what was it like having that? I think it was like two years, right, that you had before you became the head coach? Yep, yep. I was an assistant for two years. Um, and obviously just another great experience. Not and, and this time it was in an aspect of not learning the sport of wrestling because by this point, I mean, obviously I don't know everything, but it was learning how to mentor kids, learning how to the right way to approach kids because obviously – a lot of the time, and I, and I saw this throughout my career, young coaches come, you know, fire and brimstone. And this is how it's going to go, and we're going to do this, and we're going to run through a wall. Well, that's not always going to work. And, and, and I was probably like that as a young coach, and th- that's where I got the opportunity to for Tom to kind of eh, grab the reins, pull mm-hmm. me back a little bit and say, hey, you know, let's try this approach. Or, you know, this isn't, it's always, isn't always going to work this way. These are kids. Remember, the goal is to make them, you know, yes, wrestling is a bonus, but our goal is to make them be able to handle challenges in life and be good, good human beings on planet Earth. And I think that was, the, you know, uh, so it was just a great opportunity to learn from somebody who obviously was, you know, a Hall of Famer, uh, is a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. um, beyond legendary coach and, and wrestler. Um, and, and as a young coach, it was really good for me because, like I said, it gave me that opportunity to uh, take a step back and, and, and see, you know, the right way to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And so when you take over, it, it, like what was 
Because I feel like whenever was there, did you feel like there was any pressure you being an alumnus there and you taking over for arguably one of the most successful coaches in that school? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you feel any pressure to live oh, up oh. to that or to like create your own path? Oh, 100%. Oh, I felt uh, a, a lot of pressure, but I, I, I loved it. You know, that's what, that's what we do. We, wrestlers are, uh, we put ourselves in um, pressure situations every time we put our foot on that line. And uh, that's, that's what we thrive off of. That's what, you know, I, I like to say wrestlers are, we have a, we have a sick mentality because we like, we, we like, we like those situations. <laughs> we like, we like that pressure situation. And, and so, yeah, I did, I did feel um, the pressure to continue, you know, the legacy of one of the best coaches in the state of Michigan. And, uh, and I, and I, and I truly hope over the years that I, that I, uh, fulfilled that to the best of my ability. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely, and I loved it. I loved the, you know, that I want, and I wanted to, you know, take the program and, and, and continue the success that they had and, and even, you know, make it better if possible. And I think there was some aspects that, um, obviously I didn't do, do, you know, Tom probably kept, did better, but I think there was some other aspects that, that maybe that, that I could have, I did better as well. You know, we had, um, our youth program numbers um, greatly increased, um, you know, through towards, you know, the middle and end of my career, um, uh, you know, fundraising and things like that, which are the things coaches hate talking about, but, you know, <laughs> just giving, giving kids out and taking kids to camps and things like that. And, and trying to, um, uh, one thing that I was really proud of was we never had, um, even when I was with Tom, we never had a year round wrestling facility. We always had uh Roll, roll out the mats. Even when I was there, even when uh, I was assisting under Tom, the wrestling room would get rolled up and be turned into a baseball room when the, the spring hit. And my goal when I got to Grand Ledge was we need to be wrestling year round. If we want to compete in the state of Michigan, we need to be wrestling year round. We need to have our own wrestling facility. And um, it, it took a while. It took, it took quite a few. It took a few years. But we finally now have our own wrestling room that is just dedicated to wrestling. Um, there's nobody else that goes in it. Um, it's for our youth and for our high school. You know, we put a lot of time, a lot of effort, probably spent, you know, out of club money because they said we can have this room, but the school district's not going to give you a penny. Mm-hmm. And I think we, sp- I think we spent, uh, you know, anywhere in the realm of twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars, you know, all fundraised. Um, mm-hmm. to, to put this room together. So that was, that was just some of the, you know, obviously the goals of winning conference titles, which uh, I do like to rub in Tom's face that I won more conference titles than he did. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get one on you. Hey, you know, I got to have, I got to have something on it. Right. Okay. So I won a few more conference titles than he did, but that's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, obviously to, so to go, you know, keep continue to the program, being at a high level and then trying to do some other things was definitely my goal when I got there. Yeah. Um, so uh, take me through the 2016 season where you, where you make it to team States. What was your, what was your path to get there to, to the team States that you oh, Isaiah, that team was special and it was special because we had a lot of talented wrestlers, but we had such a lot of, uh, so many good role players on that team. I mean, guys that were just willing to do anything for the team. And I knew at the beginning of the year, 
I told Coach Karras uh, at the beginning, because Brighton was returning state champs. Okay? Right. And I knew they were going to be in our regional. And I told him, uh, I think in October, Coach uh, Kyle Karras was my assistant coach, a phenomenal coach, phenom- uh, phenomenal assistant coach that I had for, I think uh, I think he was with me for 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. I told him in October, I said, we can beat Brighton. We can beat Brighton. And I told my team that the first day of practice, and they all kind of looked at me and gave me that look, mm-hmm. gave me that kind of like, uh, okay, coach, are you uh, you going crazy here? What's going on? Uh, <laughs> everything everything going to be okay? And But I told them that the first day of practice, I said, we can beat Brighton. I said, our goals need to be set. And uh, and we talked about it every day, and they believed it. They started believing it. They were and they they would come into my office and they'd look up and down the line of like, coach, if we do this, I mean, I'm we're t- I'm talking, we're doing this this kind of thing in in November, in December, mm-hmm. right? And and uh, <clears throat> and they they started believing, and they really believed, and so we ended up uh, uh, winning the conference tournament uh, that year, winning the conference. Um, which uh, that would put us on a four year. Well, that started, I believe it was either started or maybe the second year of a four year um, run for the conference championship, you know, beating, beating Holt and, and that, which was always our rival. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then we get to, we have districts, which we won. And then we had um, in the first round of the regionals, we had Brighton who was returning state champ. And, uh, we won the toss and we got the, the, the flip the way that we wanted. Um, and everything just seemed to roll the way it needed to roll. We got the pins where we needed pins. We got the majors where we needed majors. We guys didn't get pinned where we needed to. And I believe we ended up beating them 34 28. Wow. And, and, uh, and that was in the first round. And that was a pretty big upset because they were like number four at the time. And, uh, and then we had Holt in the final. Oh, hey, Steve, I, uh, hold on for a second. I can barely hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. I had my finger over the, there we go. That's, <laughs> Start... my, that's, my, that's my fault. That's my fault. <laughs> this is, it's live. Um, <laughs> you're in, you just said beat Brighton and then you're facing Holt in the finals. Yeah. Yep, uh, sorry about that. Then we, <laughs> we faced Holt in the finals and who we beat earlier in the year. And I believe we beat them 52 or 56 to 20 and, um, and moved on to the, get a regional title and, into the state tournament. Well, a, a phenomenal, phenomenal run, phenomenal feat there. Uh, as talk a little bit about when we, when I was coaching at Western as the assistant coach, when we made it to, to team states having to beat our rival, which at the time was Greenville, um, mm-hmm. they beat us pretty good the year before. I think it was like 52 to 19. It was bad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like you said, you know, you win the flip, you get the matchups that you need, and your guys come through in the end and it's a special special those teams that win the regional title it's a special special thing because you look at the totality of the season and mm-hmm. your goals and you know you get to the state tournament anything can happen but it's just it's nice to be one of the last eight teams in the state of michigan vying for a state title absolutely I, and i think the coolest thing about our run that year was like i said we 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 talked about it from the beginning of the year. And those kids truly believed nobody believed we could be Brighton, but us, no, I mean, there's nobody. I remember actually Tim Stout had me on, 
the next day and he was like, you know, how, they were number four in the state. How did this, you know, um, this is a big, big shock. And, you know, I thought it wasn't to us. It wasn't a big shock to us. We believed that we could beat them and we went out and did it. And that was, that was a lot of fun. So beating a returning state champ uh, team to make it to uh, our first state uh, uh, our first state team tournament since 2005 was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was a really, really cool thing to be a part of. Yeah. Unbelievable. So now that you've, uh, you've, you've transitioned now, you, you've, uh, stepped down as the coach at Grand Ledge and, and you did a lot of great things. I loved having you guys up for our Michigan duels and, and some of the battles that we had, um, Mm -hmm. as teams. So that was always fun. And, uh, like mentioned in previous podcasts, it's always nice to compete against your friends. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, obviously we want to win. Everybody wants to win. But at the same time, when it's all said and done, it's we go to the restaurant and have our Applebee's wings or what have you and our and our nice soda pops and talk about the what happened or the good old days, so to speak. So it was always nice to come back to that. Yeah, it was always, My- it was always fun. You, uh, you guys hosting us for that tournament. That was always a great tournament. We loved it for sure. Thank you. So my last thing for you here is what is your advice to those young coaches that are, that are in, interested in getting into um, coaching and, and, and the, the things it takes to build a successful program? Well, Isaiah, the biggest thing for me is, um, you know, is the life piece about it. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to raise good human beings on planet Earth is what I always like to say. And, and, and how do we do that? My biggest philosophy was I want to be a little bit better today than I was yesterday. And you have to have goals to do that. So if I wake up today and I say, I'm just going to get through today. Like who wants to wake up and say, I'm just going to get through a day. We we don't, these days, and I tell my kids, these days aren't guaranteed. The only thing that's guaranteed is this day that we have. And so Our goal was, you know, for me as a coach was, what are you going to do to make yourself better today? Don't just get through a practice. Okay. And and there's, and that happens a lot in the sport. People are like, oh, I'm tired. I'm cutting weight. I can't wait till five o'clock. I can't wait till 530. You got to get rid of that mindset. And you got to say, what about, you know what? I'm, I'm running a wrestler guy that beats me every day in practice. I'm just going to, um, you know, I'm only going to let him take me down once today, or I'm going to get a takedown on him today. Or, you know what, I'm just going to be a be, be my better time on the sprints today. It doesn't have to be an astronomical goal, but do something every day that makes you a little bit better than the day before. And you know what, if you can do that and you can train yourself to do that, you're going to start doing that in life. You're going to take it into the classroom. You know what, today, I'm going to make sure I pay attention for the whole class period. Today, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get 10% better on that test today, I'm going to make sure I get all my homework turned in. And then that goes into your career today. I'm going to make sure that I get along with that person at work. I'm going to, I'm going to say nice things to that person at work today. You know, it's, it's about having goals. It's about having those little goals because coach me always taught me the little ones will get you the big ones. And it's about having those daily goals, you know, teach the kids how to not just get through things in life, but get better at things in life. And, um, you know, and having daily goals, you know, today I'm, I'm in the middle of a move, you know, I'm in the summertime. It's easy for teachers to kind of get, you know, so my goal today is I'm going to get two bedrooms packed up today, you know, and that's, that's what I'm going to do. And it's just, it's just one of those things that 
it helps, I believe, give more purpose in your life. It helps, um, you know, with other aspects of life. You know, and it, it can, like I said, it, once you get in the habit of doing something like that, it, it becomes easier and easier and easier. But when you get in the habit of doing it the other way, it becomes easier as well. When you start getting the habit of, oh, I'm just going to get through today, now all of a sudden you just got through a month. Now all of a sudden you just got through a year. So you're just telling me that you just got through a year of your life. That's how you want to, you know, and that's what I tell my kids. That's not how you want to live. You know, that's not, you want to have, you want to have daily goals. And once you put those daily goals together, you'll look back in a year and say, wow, I have accomplished a lot in this last year. And you, and you really feel good about yourself and what you've done, not only on the wrestling mat, but what you've done in, in your, in your personal life. So I guess that would be my, <laughs> that was kind of a lot there. Sorry. That was kind of a lot, but no, that would, that would be my, uh, my suggestion to any young coaches, you know, uh, push these kids to have daily goals and to become not only better, obviously better wrestlers, but to be better human beings on planet earth for sure. I, I agree with you that that, 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 that was well said. Um, when you think about our purpose as educators, you're a teacher also. Yep. I mean, yeah, I want kids to know if I'm teaching math, the quadratic formula, but at the same time, goal setting and having uh, giving your best in things and, and not just being all results based and kind of uh, use this term Matt Bishop used to uh, surrender the outcome type of you like you put in the work, enjoy the ride, enjoy the journey and, and, and feel good about yourself after you've um, you've given your best effort, regardless of what happens at the end. Yep, absolutely. And getting a little bit better. Well, thank you, Steve. I appreciate our 20 plus years of friendship and knowing each other. And I appreciate you being on the show today. And uh, good luck to you. Enjoy the the early retirement. I, I like like me, you know, what happens is you retire, but you don't stay that far away from the sport. So absolutely. Well, Isaiah it was absolutely my pleasure. And uh, thank you for everything. And, and hopefully uh, to another 20 more years of friendship. sounds great steve have a great day all right take care as i thank you thank you for listening to the coach t podcast by my dad